Well, good morning. My name is Stephen. I'm one of the pastors here. We're so happy that you're here with us today. In the vineyard, we have this phrase. We say, everybody gets to play. And in Ephesians 4.16, it says, as each part does its own special work, it helps the other parts grow so that the whole body is healthy and growing and full of love. When everyone is playing, the church is healthy and growing. And that's our goal. That's what we're pointing towards. You know, when I watch the, the video that we just saw, I just love it. Because here's what I see. I see Samusuke and Denoy Tucker and Rod Klinger playing with our sound and video equipment, making our online services happen and having a lot of fun. I see our worship team, people like Beth Newman and Brian Graves and Jesse McKellar and Matthew Klinger and so many others playing and practicing and singing and worshiping and leading us in Jesus's presence. When I see the video that we just saw, I see people like Bob Fantini and Laura Allison who are setting up our outdoor sanctuary with grace and precision. I see people like Mary Ellen McMahon and Andrea Falvey and, uh, Dasha Klinger welcoming and registering and creating a space of welcome outside. I see people like Barbara Girardi and Rich Harding and Stephen Morrison guiding us, pointing us towards our parking spots, waving, being friendly, making us feel welcome as we first drive in. When I watch that video, I see our church playing doing the things that we are gifted and that we enjoy doing and doing them as a part of this body that we call a church. When I watch that video, I see a healthy, growing church doing what we are called to do. That's what I see. When I first started going to a vineyard church, it was in 2004 in Columbus, Ohio, and they kept saying this phrase, everybody gets to play. And at first I was a little thrown off. I was like, what are you talking about? Like, what does this even mean? And I'll admit that I just didn't get it at all. But once I got involved, I started to get it because I started doing things in the church. Within a year of going to that church, I was doing welcome team almost every Sunday because I love greeting people. I love saying hi as people first arrive. If you come here in person uh, for more than two Sundays, I can pretty much guarantee you will see me out in front saying hi when you first arrive. I just enjoy it. I went through the trainings pretty quickly to be on the prayer ministry team because I wanted to be up front praying for people, inviting the Holy Spirit to come and to move in their lives. When I found out that there was a team of people who prayed for people who had just made a decision to follow Jesus, I jumped on that one too, and that became my new favorite. I loved praying for people who had just decided to jump in and start following Jesus. About a year after going to that church, my small group leaders came to me and asked if I would be willing to start leading the small group that I was in. And small is a, is a funny term for this group because it was actually fairly large. It was like 50 people, all of us in our early 20s. And when, I, when my leaders asked me that, my first thought was this, they think I can do it. And so I said, yes, immediately I jumped in and started leading that group. Friends, everyone gets to play isn't just a vineyard slogan. 
It's a Jesus commission. Jesus commissions any follower of his who wants commissioning. Your your personality, your giftings, even your personal history, that doesn't matter. If you're following Jesus, Jesus has a role for you within his body. He wants you to play. So here's the story of how this started within the vineyard. One of the early founders of the vineyard was a man named John Wimber. And his kind of his goal as a leader was to create opportunities for normal people to do extraordinary things through the power of Jesus. And how he lived that out was he created spaces for people to be able to live out how Jesus had gifted them, how he had called them. And he did it all the time. There's one vineyard pastor who tells this story of a, a uh, it was at the end of a church service. And so people were up front getting prayed over. And there was a man up front whose legs, he was unable to move his legs. And so Wimber asked a few kids to come up and pray for this man. I don't know what the guy's thoughts were when this happened. I don't know what other people's thoughts were when this happened. But these kids came up and they laid hands on this guy on his legs and started praying for the Holy Spirit to come and to move and to bring healing. And within a few short minutes, the man started to feel something in his legs and something started to happen. And he was able to walk and he got up and he started moving. And Wimber jumped up on the stage and he said, see, everyone gets to play, even the little kids. How complicated is that? And from moments like that on, it became an integral part of our vineyard DNA. In the vineyard, it's not enough to just have a few leaders doing the stuff that Jesus has called us to do. Whether it's praying for healing like those kids did, or recording an online service, or teaching in Kids Zone, or setting up for our service, or serving at a men's retreat. Whatever it is, it's not about the leaders doing it. We truly believe that everybody gets to play, and we want to see that happen here in our church. And you know, it's common for pastors to become superstars in the church. This has been happening since Jesus. It's not a new thing because of TV. Often the assumption is that pastors and leaders are the ones who are going to get to do the fun stuff, get to do the exciting stuff. But honestly, friends, and I mean this with all sincerity, in Vineyard Church of Hopkinton, we only have space for one superstar, and that's Jesus. The rest of us, our job is to help each other to do what it is that Jesus is calling us to do. Everyone doesn't get to play. doesn't mean that there are no leaders or that everyone is a leader. We value good leadership. That's an important part of what Jesus has called us to as the church. But honestly, it's really not about leaders. It's not about leadership at all. It means that everyone has a role to play. Everyone has a place in the body. And this morning, that's what we're going to talk about. We're going to be looking at Ephesians 4, 11 through 16. So if you have your Bible, go ahead, grab it, open it up, and let's look at it together. But before we do that, I want to invite you to pray. And let's just invite the Holy Spirit to come and to fill us, to fill our homes this morning. Jesus, we thank you for your presence. We thank you that you're here with us, that you have plans for us today. I thank you for the way that you've gifted and called each person that is watching right now. That you have plans for each and every one of us. 
uh, that there's not a single one of us that's been left out of this, but that every single one of us has a role within your body, within the church. I pray that this morning that you will stir something up in us that, that will make us want to actually live that out, to step into the uh, callings and the giftings that you've given us. Give us grace to live out the vision and the mission that you have for us as individuals and the vision and the mission that you have for us as the church. We say we love you. We're excited to spend time with you this morning. In Jesus' name, amen. So if you have your Bible, look at Ephesians 4, 11 through 16. Let's read it together. Now, these are the gifts that Christ gave to the church. Apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, and teachers. Their responsibility is to equip God's people to do his work and to build up the church, the body of Christ. This will continue until we all come to such unity in our faith and knowledge of God's Son that we will be mature in the Lord, measuring up to the full and complete standard of Christ. Then we will no longer be immature like children. We won't be tossed and blown about by every wind of new teaching. We won't be influenced when people try to trick us with lies so clever they sound like truth. Instead, we will speak the truth in love, growing in every way more and more like Jesus, who is the head of his body, the church. He makes the whole body fit together perfectly, every part doing its own special work, helping the other parts grow so that the whole body is healthy and growing and full of love. So let's walk through this passage together. Verse 11 names five gifts that Jesus gave to the church. Apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, and teachers. And I want to give a, a few short definitions of these gifts. And I keep saying gifts on purpose because Paul says that they're gifts. They're not titles, so to speak, like we often think of them. These are giftings. They're things that Jesus has gifted you with that he wants you to live out. So let's talk about these. What about an apostle? Well, apostles are future thinkers. They're bridge builders. They establish churches in new contexts. They develop leaders. They're people who are thinking constantly about how can we extend the gospel even further than it is right now. How about prophets? Prophets are people who hear the Holy Spirit and then they speak the truth in the will of Jesus. They're people who challenge the status quo and point the church towards obedience of Jesus. Evangelists, well, they're effect, they are infectious communicators of the gospel of Jesus. Uh, they are constantly recruiting new people to follow Jesus. They want the church to grow, not just uh, out of any ordinary way, but they want it to grow because more and more people are finding Jesus for the first time. Pastors are nurturers and protectors. They focus on the church maturing. They're people who cultivate a loving and spiritually mature church, and they want to develop disciples. That's what they're about. And lastly, teachers, they are communicators of God's truth and his wisdom. They help us to remain grounded in the Bible so that we can discern what Jesus is up to. They help us to remain faithful to the words of Jesus. So are these titles for leaders only? Is that what Paul's telling us? No. 
He's not telling us that at all. Like I said, Paul is giving us a list of giftings and not even a complete list, by the way. He never gives us a complete list in the entire New Testament. We don't have a complete list of giftings. There are so many different ways that God gifts us. Hopefully the leaders of a church resemble some of these things, right? We want that. But also, hopefully, and this is where it gets really important, hopefully, it's not just the leaders resembling these things. Hopefully, the church resembles these things as well. You might be an evangelist. You might have a love for Jesus that's so infectious that you can't stop talking about Jesus. That you just want everybody around you to come to know him. You might be a pastor leading a small group. You feel deeply called to nurture, care, and guide the people in your small group. Maybe you hear the voice of Jesus very clearly. You know what the Holy Spirit sounds like, and you've been given a prophetic gift. Whatever it is, however it is that you have been called, live it out. Be who Jesus is calling you to be. Why do we have these types uh, and other types of giftings in the church? Well, Paul tells us in verse 12, look at it. It's to equip God's people to do his work and to build up the church, the body of Christ. Paul uses this phrase, build up the church, 15 times in his letters. And if you don't know, Paul writes the majority of the New Testament. So his fingerprints are all over the New Testament. And he uses this phrase 15 times. And every time he uses it, it, he's using it to kind of expound upon his goal for the church, for himself. It's his goal for his own ethics. It's his goal uh, for his worship. It's his goal for his own ministry to build up the church. And based on Paul, what it is that he's saying here, it seems like building up the church is not just his own personal goal, but it should be our main objective too. If you're loving Jesus well, then you're going to be building up the church. It's both an inside the church and an outside the church focus. It's about growing the church and it's about making the church healthy. It's about making the church look more like Jesus. That's what it's focused about. That's why we build up the church. We need people who live out their callings. We need you to live out your calling because you're a part of building us up to be what Jesus has called us to be. This is necessary stuff. Whether you fit into one of the nice, neat boxes of verse 11, uh, if you're a uh, apostolically gifted or prophetically gifted or pastorally gifted or teaching gift or or evangelist whatever it is whether or not you fit into one of those little boxes doesn't really matter what matters is that you do the things that you have been gifted and called to do and that you live that out in the way that jesus is asking you to live it out and the rest of this section tells us what our goal is as followers of Jesus. Here's what we're working towards, Paul says. Being mature in Jesus and living up to the standards that Jesus has set for us. So what does it look like to be mature? Well, we need to fit together in unity. That's the main thing. And it's all based on our relationship with Jesus. And friends, let me just say to you this morning that if your relationship with Jesus is off, that needs to be your main focus. 
get that relationship back on track. Center it where it needs to be centered. Uh, Your passions, your relationships, your job, whatever it is that is overtaking your relationship with Jesus. Those things are good in and of themselves. But Jesus is better. And you need Jesus to be the central focus of your life. If that's not in place, the rest isn't going to work very well. If we know Jesus is at a deep experiential level, if we live our lives with Jesus, then we're moving towards unity. That's what Paul tells us. That's what Jesus tells us. What happens when when that happens in the whole church is growing and it's healthy. And friends, that's our goal. That is our main objective as followers of Jesus. It's not to be healthy individuals. It's to be a healthy church with Jesus as the head. Jesus is the the point, the the brains, the, the thing that's guiding us. We're not called to be just a bunch of healthy people. We're called to be a healthy church. That is our goal as followers of Jesus. Here's a story about how to think about this. Eugene Peterson is a pastor and an author, and he tells the story of walking in Pittsburgh with his wife. And they're just walking along down the street, and and this guy shoots by on a bicycle. And he, he guns it, and then he swings over, and he comes to a stop right in front of him. And they're just shocked by the whole thing. What is going on? And this guy looks at him and super like intense. And he goes, how long have you guys been married? And they look at him. They're like, uh, 33 years. And the guy laughs and he says, I knew it. He says, my wife and I, we've been married for five years and we don't have it down yet. We're just always a, a few milliseconds, microseconds off. Do you realize that you guys walk in perfect harmony, perfect step with one another. And then he jumped back on his bike and he kept going. And friends, that's what we are aiming for as the church. It takes all of us knowing who we are, being comfortable with who we are, living out the things that Jesus has called us to live out and doing it together in step with one another, in step with Jesus as our pace setter, as our our director, as our leader. And when we are in those spots doing what it is that we're called to do, then it's perfect harmony. We're in perfect step with one another, doing the things that Jesus has called us to do. That is what we're moving towards. But unfortunately, sometimes we mess up on that. Sometimes the church ends up uh, trying to make everybody look just like one another. You know, we start all trying to make everybody look the same. Often what happens is that pastors gather people who look, sound, act, or similarly gifted to them. And that's kind of natural. It's what we do as humans. Uh, It takes intentionality to build up a church that is differentiated, that has uniqueness, that has people who are different, uh, different skill sets. But Jesus doesn't want his church to just be filled with a bunch of people who are just clones of the pastor. I don't want that. I don't want a bunch of people who just look, act, and talk like me. That's not the objective here. And 1 Corinthians tells us what that looks like in verse tw- uh, chapter 12. If the whole body were an eye, how would you hear? Or if your whole body were an ear, how would you smell? But our bodies have many parts, and God has put each part where he wants it. 
How strange a body would be if it only had one part. God has arranged every single part of the body, every single person, just as he planned and determined. And there is room for everyone to be their own unique selves. And in fact, friends, I would say there's not just room. We're not just creating slots for you. We're saying that it's necessary for you to be who it is that God has created you to be in order for us to do what it is that we're called to do. Well, you're not just, you don't just get to play. You are necessary in this equation. The main thing, of course, is your relationship with Jesus. But I think there's a few other steps because some of you might be sitting there and you're saying, okay, great, but what? how do I know what it is, how it is that Jesus is calling me? I'm not quite sure what that looks like. Well, here's a few other thoughts. First thought is simply this. If you don't know how it is that Jesus has called you, how it is that he's gifted you, then take time and learn. Learn who you are. You know, we often do a class here at the church called Discover Your Gifts. And if you are questioning how it is that you're gifted, I would love to connect with you. I would love to walk with you through that class. If you think that that would be helpful, then email me, stephen at vineyardhopkinton.org. Uh, and let me know that you want to go through the Discover Your Gifts class. We would love for you to do that. One of my favorite books is this small little book. It's called The Gift of Being Yourself, and it's written by a man named David Benner. And here's what he says. We discover our callings in community. Here, through the help of others who know us well, we learn to discover our gifts and find our authentic voice and vocation. The specific call that is rooted in your unique identity will be found as you come to know both God and self in community. We discover our calling in community. Take time in community, which is the church, to discern how Jesus is calling you to, what he's calling you to. And we want to be a part of that process. Let's do it together. Reach out for real. If that would be helpful for you, reach out. We would love to go through that with you. Here's the second thing. Learn from others. At our church, we have lots of people who are doing the things that they are gifted to do, who are stepping out and leading in ways that they are gifted. And if you see somebody doing something and you're like, I want to be like that, I want to do that, go up to them, grab them and say, Stephen told me that you would teach me how to do the stuff that you're doing. <laughs> Take that Take advantage of the good people that we have who are doing the things that Jesus has called them to do. And if you're somebody who's living out your calling and you see others around you who could do it, grab a hold of them and share what it is that Jesus has already taught you. Let's share this together. Let's teach others. Let's uh, grow as individuals as we grow as a body. Last thought, if you know who you are called to be, then start stepping out. How are you gifted? And are you building up Vineyard Church of Hopkinton with your gifts? Find a way to start serving in our church. If you're not serving or if you feel like you're not serving in the way that fits your giftings and your callings, then let's switch that. Let's plug you into a spot where you can do what it is that Jesus has called you to do. Do things look differently right now? Yes, of course, we all understand that. But do we still need you to be able to do the things that Jesus is calling our church to do? To be able to love our towns and our communities with the love of Jesus? 
Jesus, to show them who Jesus is and the hope that Jesus can bring. Yes, we do. We desperately need you in order to do what Jesus is calling us to do. So here's some ideas. You want to make our outdoor service happen? Great. Email me, Stephen at VineyardHopkinton.org. Have tech skills that can help our online service? Great. Email me. Enjoy making people feel at home and you love caring for people? Great. Email me. Well, I would love for you to start leading a small group and I'll even train you on how to do it. Uh, you have a heart for our towns and our community, especially for those who are struggling or who don't know Jesus? You got it. Email me. Let me know. You feel called to pray for those in our church and the needs of people in our church. Great. Email me. You want to be a part of the prayer ministry team and get to lay hands on people and see the Holy Spirit move and do crazy stuff in their lives. Awesome. Email me. You want to spend time learning about what it looks like to live out the giftings and the callings that Jesus has on your life. Amazing. I want to spend time doing that with you as well. Email me. We want you to get to play. That is what this is all about. Jump in. Whatever else it might be, jump in. Don't wait. We need you. You are called you are gifted. Jesus has a plan for your life. He wants you to live it out. And we want to be a part of helping you to do that. Everybody gets to play, but you have to step up and begin to live it out. We'll be rooting you on. We'll teach you. We'll train you in any way that would be helpful. We'll pray for Jesus to fill you over and over and over again. We'll do whatever it is that we can to support you. We want to be a church that does what it is that Paul tells us to do in verse 16. Each part doing its own special work, helping the other parts grow so that the whole body is healthy and growing and full of love. Remember at Vineyard Church of Hopkinton, everyone gets to play and that means you. Will you pray with me? Jesus, I thank you for our church. I thank you for the people in it that make up this body. We thank you that you're the head. You're the superstar. You're the one that we're following. You're the one that's guiding us. And we pray, Jesus, that you will help us to learn to work together. Help us to learn what it means to fully be in the places that you've called us to be in, to be living out the giftings that you've given us. We want to be a church that is doing what it is that you've called us to do. And we know that we need each and every one of us. So give us grace to step up, to step into the callings that you have for us. Help us to live out the things that you've placed inside of us. We love you, Jesus. We're so grateful that you have called us, that you have a plan for us. And that you want to see your kingdom come on our earth through this crazy thing that you created called the church. We're so grateful for that. Thank you, Jesus. Amen.